0: Hey, no name-calling here, just differing opinions going head-to-head with CounterPoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News
1: Radio. It is 820 here on a beautiful Wednesday, and it's time for round one of Counterpoint, which is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can call them at 416-736-3636, or head on over to your little computer and type in pizzaville.ca, and you can put your order online. Tonight, of course, we've got our regulars. we got John Mraz, former Liberal War Room director. Hello there. Hi, hi. And Bill Hutchison, longtime former journalist, broadcaster, now professor over at at Seneca. Hi there. Hello, hello. Lots to talk about. Certainly, um we should hear at some point soon the uh, future of Kawhi Leonard and what his basketball career is going to look like. Will it look like Toronto is in the picture? Apparently, we are the favorites right now. The odds-on favorite for him to stay put. What do you think? Uh, where are you at? I mean, Bill, do you even care? I mean, we oh, are... I, do,
2: I do care actually because I <laughs> I, I, I followed the Raptors uh, even before the playoffs. I was following the Raptors, and this is a fun team to watch. And, and can he you is...
1: watch the team without Kawhi oh, Leonard? Absolutely, and we'll be the same, absolutely. There are still
2: there's still a lot of very very talented players. They've got a great core. The East division is not that strong, so that they would still be pretty close to the top, if not on top of the East. Against the West, it'll be a lot more challenging without Kawhi Leonard. But yes, I think they could still repeat in in the East. Uh, without him in terms of, of what will make him stay. He's got a great relationship uh, with Masai Ujiri. Mm-hmm. He's got a great relationship with Nick nurse, the the coach, the training staff treated him extremely well because he he re- was recovering from that injury and they, they took care of him and they, they played him sparingly when they you know, gave him rest when he needed to him. And that was good. Yeah. So that's all positives. He knows the team. He's got a good relationship with the rest of the team. Uh, they all look to him as, as a leader. So, you know, he's got great uh, chemistry there, and he's got a chance to to go to the finals again, if not repeat as champion, if he stays with the Raptors. On the other side, however, you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis down in in Los Angeles. Now, that's positive and negative. Certainly, if he goes to the Lakers, you've got a lot of star power there. You've got a very powerful team, but at the same time, it's LeBron James' team. Yes, it will 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 not be. be, be, Well, uh, LeBron James probably has got a couple more years before he retires, but it's LeBron James' team. So Kawhi Leonard that may be a positive to him that he doesn't have to carry the load. He They can give him more time off. The Clippers, on the other hand, don't really have the bench strength to help him. So if he goes to the Clippers... He doesn't have the the team around him. the The prospect of getting to a right. championship is a lot more remote. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of positives to Toronto, but nobody really knows. Everybody's speculating. Nobody knows what's going on in Kawhi Leonard's head right now. He is very much a private person. He has he will make his own decision. It has nothing to do with the money. Toronto's offered uh, five years, 190 million. The other teams can offer four years, 150 million. He's set for life. That it's not about money. This is about a decision for him for his basketball future. So Toronto absolutely is is you know. In the running, it's it's one of the the top choices for him. I, I it's
0: got a good chance.
1: Yeah, I, I think we have every chance. I, I to to keep him, and inevitably, it's just going to come down to what does Kawhi want.
0: Well, I don't know. I did
1: not He doesn't know. need I, the money. He can. The money, I, I don't think, is the issue. I, I barely think.
0: understood anything you just said.
1: But <laughs> you know, I was going to say, there. "Don't worry, John.
0: I know you don't care about this stuff." But <laughs> no, but I do care about it in this sense. It brought city together. Uh, people yep. got excited. Mm-hmm. Creates jobs, mm-hmm. economic activity. Bars and restaurants uh, loved him. Uh, it brings people together. Uh, he's a tremendous example to youth across the city, mm-hmm. and uh, he has proven that the weather doesn't keep people away from Toronto.
2: And it's not about where he's going to live for the rest of his life. It's where he's going to play basketball for the next four or five years.
1: And no, he's what, 27? And then he'll be moved to 31. He will move back to L.A. He's got a
2: $13 million mansion down there that he recently bought. He can live there on the off-season. And that's where he wants to be. That's where his family and friends are. And there's a draw there as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? We all, Kawhi, have to leave for work at some point in our life. We all have to live out of our comfort zone. (laughs) Now's your time. All right? Just do it for four years. Next uh, topic. CSIS has identified, that's a bit of a hard turn, uh, ceases identifying foreign actors attempting to directly influence the upcoming federal election. This is a a report done by the Toronto Star and BuzzFeed News. Um, The agencies would not reveal the exact nature of the attempts to influence, but the uh, scope of, quote, foreign interference activities can be broad. John, um, look, they're talking state-sponsored or influencing media hacking, traditional spy operations. But we've had meddling in elections here in Canada for a long time. Just because it's not the Russians, we've had a lot of third-party groups um, mucking around already. What is different with this?
0: Nothing. Uh, And and as somebody who uh, enjoyed writing about this and uh, covered a lot of elections abroad, uh, I would say this, I would say that China has been meddling in elections across the world. uh, uh, From their first opportunity, Uh, Russia has certainly always been uh, an active... uh, uh, i an active producer of Agitprop and Subversion, uh, as let have... Let me stop you Am- there.
1: Does, does China escalate its its activity, given the fight that we're in right now for uh, the election? Just,
0: just let me get, I also would add that everybody in the G8 does the same thing. Uh, they're always interested in representing economic, their economic interests, and I don't know where interference begins or ends, but I do know that, obviously, cyber warfare becomes more sophisticated all the time. I'm not sure it's that effective. As somebody who's run a lot of campaigns, I'm not sure it's that effective. And furthermore, what are they out to achieve I mean I would sort of I I might laughingly say that I would approve if they they got us three new leaders for the three new parties because I don't (laughs) like any of those choices uh but I'm not encouraging them to do that and I'm just kind (laughs) of making a joke uh sort of but uh uh, you know uh self-evidently China and Canada are having you know the difficult conversations etc um if you prove that they are you know if somebody starts actively hacking oh that's right Obama's phone was hacked. Our Merkel's Clinton. phone was hacked. Yeah. Everybody can hack other people. Yeah. And the question is if you get caught and you look like you're working for one particular ethnocultural group that creates tension at home and abroad And the United States has been fairly active in interfering in a variety of ways, and I know this because I worked for them uh, in post soviet republics and around the world, so it's sort of, um, I don't think anything's changed since uh, Marcus Aurelius, right? No, I
1: don't think anything has changed either, but Bill, what has not changed is the fact that no one's done anything to stop it, Uh, clearly. This government has had three and a half years to do something about it and all they came up with was you know uh influencers for election Canada that okay can- I mean they've done nothing the to influencers do this. who yeah. leaned
2: towards liberals yeah. to start with yeah yeah that that went over well and they had to pay them anyway um in terms of of, of foreign interference <clears throat> the government has to have an incentive to to change it and in the last election we yeah. know of the foreign interference of lead now which Openly said they were targeting 27 Conservative MPs and managed to, I mean, were very boastful about the fact they defeated 23 of the Conservative MPs. LEAD now is not a Canadian organization, despite, you know, its pretense. It came from foreign funding. So that's foreign interference. If the government really were serious about stopping it, they would have stopped, they would shut down the third party influence of organizations like LEAD. Now, if you want to talk about China and Russia, well, who do they pick? Does China say we want the little potato still in, in power after uh, after the election, or do they want somebody else? Who do they pick? I don't see any some game for for China or Russia to get involved in our election at this point because I don't see that much of a difference in, in terms of, of Andrew Shear and Trudeau on, uh, that would that would matter to to China or Russia. Obviously, to Canadians there's a big difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I I got to challenge you both. What are we trying to stop, and how are we trying to stop it? Every time uh, uh, actors, both domestic and foreign, who want to influence, or change, or subvert an election, find a new technology. We close those loopholes, and they find a new way and a new loophole, new patch. Well, we it's all no, great. We don't know loopholes. Just, no, no. just no, 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 yeah. Okay. Neither the conservatives
1: nor the liberals have ever stopped. Any of no, it. you're right. You're right. Stephen Harper should have, but the fact is, the the Trudeau government did change election laws. They just didn't shut the loopholes. You know, they're allowing third parties to continue to to spend money huge until amounts of money until the rent is dropped and they got yeah, half got a million Trudeau they can spend. Trudeau out there campaigning every day we, anyway. You've got, on the tax we've got tax laws the agree. unions
2: who are very involved in are, in trying to influ- influence the election. And, and I think there's all sorts of groups that are out there that that shouldn't be the Absolutely. third party I, I,
0: I, I smiled when I saw this when I saw this these notes over the last couple of days that are leaking et cetera and I sort of I wondered whether elections Canada and CSIS had gotten together because they're both grossly underfunded and they were looking for a little money
1: well there you go uh, on that note let's just uh, take a quick break here and we'll get into our second round of counterpoint which of course is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville 416-736-3636 or pizzaville. C A. We will pick up the conversation about some interesting polling the CBC is doing. It must just kill them to put these numbers out, but uh, interesting numbers on what Canadians, how Canadians or what Canadians think about refugees and whether this country should be take more. We'll talk about that when we come back and... Governor General Julie Payette. Oh, why doesn't she want to move to her palatial estate at Rideau Hell? Oh, because it's not private enough, of course. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just
0: differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: 8.33 here. We are the round two of Counterpoint, which is brought to you by our friends at Pizzaville. You can head there at uh, pizzaville.ca. Or simply call them 416-736-3636. We got John Mraz as well as Bill Hutchinson tonight weighing off on all things. And uh, CBC's been doing a lot of pre-election polling, which is easy for them to do because they can just bill the taxpayers for doing all these expensive (laughs) polls. But it's great. We get uh, interesting views on a wide array of voter issues. And immigration is the latest poll, uh, which reveals, and I'm sure they were very unhappy with these results, but Canadians are very divided on immigration And they want clear limits on the kind of migration they find acceptable. And the groups are broken into three categories. You've got economic, which are skilled workers and business people. Then you've got partners, dependents, family reunification and refugees. And more than three quarters, 76% of those asked agreed Canada should do more to encourage skilled laborers to immigrate to this country while fifty-seven percent said Canada should not be accepting more refugees, Bill, this will be, and I know that the I know that the Trudeau government does not want this to be a campaign issue, but we've seen these polling numbers for quite a long time. And it's clear Canadians are unhappy with the situation ahead.
2: And, you know, Maxime Bernier is just rubbing his hands together saying, yes, I told you, I told yeah. you. Um, I'm not surprised that people think that we should be recording, uh, recruiting more skilled labor. We have a skilled labor shortage and we know it's going to get worse as a lot of baby boomers uh, retire who've been in the trades and, and there aren't enough people going into the trades. So, and... and Ultimately, immigration should benefit the host country. So, if we have a shortage of people there, why not recruit people in those fields to come to our country? In terms of the the refugee situation, I think that's that's uh, co- colored by by the the people's reaction to the illegal border crossers, yep. and and that's what's got people angry. If that if that had not been an issue, uh, people would not consider uh, refugees an issue at all. When they see people walking across the border and jumping the queue, that's what gets them angry. They confuse that with with legitimate refugees or legitimate immigrants coming in uh, through legal means. And I don't think Canadians are anti-immigrant or anti-refugee. If that that situation weren't there, they wouldn't be bothered by it.
1: I tend to agree with Bill, is that I think Canadians, as generous as we are, just are starting to feel kind of taken for granted.
0: Pish posh, I think you're both completely fooled with horse hockey. That's absolutely, that's not what we're talking about here. And everybody right. knows it, but nobody wants to talk about it. What we're talking about is people are scared of some religions and some culture. And they... Uh, this
2: is the liberal line. No. You're all racist. You're all bigots. You're all uh, closet Nazis. That that, that that that's I mean, exactly way, what you're saying. You're no, saying that we're all racist. No, I'm not that's not mind. true. No. And that's not true. No, and have been there's very No, I not a single racist
0: in this room. I said people are frightened. I did not say that they were racist. I... You're saying I, they are opposed but, to certain but, religions but and certain But you will give me a fixing my argument. I know you will, Bill, because the argument goes like this. People are frightened that we're not good at screening well, immigrants no, no, who are coming but, here. But
1: hold on, we aren't. And, and and the fact is, Canadians have never seen people crossing fields through a fence like this and being welcomed by the RCB. This is new to Canadians because we know we've got a good and system. People are also, and they're feeling taken advantage
2: People of. are also angry that they're being lectured to by the John, Elite, the, the 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 liberals who are <laughs> saying think you're the, all racist, I you're don't all racist. Think the
0: liberals, you cannot possibly oppose our, our policies. I, and I'm certainly no fan of the liberals' management of our refugee programs, and you know it. So let's let's not. I think maybe it is a confluence of the people walking over the border. I could admit that. But there is a culture of intolerance in the United States that blasts through our airwaves and our media and is encouraging people to be frightened all the time. Well, then and turn off buying. CNN,
1: do yourself a but favor, it'll make your life much they better. They don't.
0: And I don't think Honestly. Canadians are racist, Bill. I think we're one of the most tolerant, decent countries. I don't think we are either, but, but I, we're
2: being told we are. But I, but I, no, That's I, what I, people I'm not are reacting to. I'm, I'm not saying, saying is, you're saying it, but I'm it, saying this liberal government has repeatedly called anybody who opposes their policies racist and bigots and Nazis.
1: Right. And yet, time and time again, and this time... It's CBC saying it that the polling numbers show most Canadians feel the same about well, it. I don't want to. I've got other We topics I being on communists, to. you know, would we'll take exception to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's speak of some communists. Uh, China, which is uh, escalating its abuse against two Canadians. They've uh, kidnapped and jailed. They've confiscated the glasses of Michael Kovrick, which might, might, you know, not seem like a big deal to some, but uh, these guys are being terrorized. And when you can't see, that is, uh, you know, terror. Uh, it's abuse. And China's openly mocking Justin Trudeau over his comments that he's, you know, got this global support. They don't care. They don't care that President Trump is talking to them because they know that uh, trudeau is is going to drop the ball in this. And in the end, we see this tweet come out from a liberal MP, the uh, Minister of Small business and Export, um and Mary Ng, I guess, quote, when in Beijing dropped by a Cow's Ice Cream, a true Canadian small biz success story from Prince Edward Island, the world needs more of all great things Canada has to offer included. And that's why I'm dedicating to helping this startup scale up and access new markets. John, what drug are these people smoking? Oh, no, she, like,
0: had, she had just had a huge bite of ice cream. She had brain freeze. I mean, it's self evident, right? She went to the ice cream store and that's what happened. Look,
1: um, first of all... Someone would have approved that tweet. They do have a staff. And someone didn't say... this may not strike the right tone. I mean, are they going to deliver ice cream to the jail? Like, did no one in her office if you're say
2: relying on their Twitter police? I'm <laughs> going to, to are her, but, be sadly no. disappointed.
0: Mary, Mary, maybe, maybe, maybe she believed. And of course, the roadhouse paved with good intentions. That Our by talking cream. about economic development and cooperation, it's a complicated story. Uh, I and don't. Think, really. I don't think we have any real hard support. Nobody's going to lean in for us uh, internationally. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether Trump's going to do. Trump's no. concerned with China. Is Trump's concern with China? If right. United States. Not for us. Right. And, uh And we can decide whether to continue to uh, keep the, you know... Keep, or grow a Keep this woman here or... Uh, Senator of the United States.
1: No, 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 John. Why can't we start playing ball the way they're doing it? Saying, you know what? Let's revoke her bail. You know what? Let's uh, not send any more experts over. You know, you know, you don't like our meat. Don't take any. of it. Because the
0: United States has ten floating aircraft carrier groups, and we we don't we can't even order supply ships. What are we going to do to China? They can kill our economy in a minute. We're ban Huawei from the five no G network. They can kill our economy in a minute. Between pork, between soy, they're already doing that. Yeah, they're, do- that well, they're doing that. They're, they're doing, doing that. nothing. You're right, in We're not, Bill. We're selling
1: ice cream. It's tasty. What What
0: are we going to do? Drown it in maple syrup? Uh, well, know, I
1: don't know. That'll be next. Maybe a maple syrup company will go over it. I love maple and, syrup. I'm sure you do. Uh, Governor General Julie Pye. Oh, did I not ask you? Sorry. Okay. No, us. it's
2: okay. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with a lot that's been said. Uh, somebody said that the Trudeau government is like a student's union uh, trying to act in, in the grown-up world. Mm. Well, he was notorious for playing with of, fire
0: sticks outside of McGill Hall. That's
1: yeah. And someone sure. gave him a credit all card of, and he's yeah. abusing at all the bars. All okay. sorts
2: of great pronouncements with no accomplishments.
1: Yeah, zero. And it's getting worse. Uh, Governor Jenny, uh, General Julie Payette, which is one of his appointments, uh, will not be moving into Rideau Hall, the home and workplace of every other vice regal going back uh, to Confederation. And uh, she took the job back in October uh, 2017, but the main residence has been undergoing renovations. But she, she likes it, I guess, at Rideau Gate, this two-story house near Rideau Hall. And uh, she was supposed to move into this other place, and now she says, no, I'm not going to go because it's not private enough. Like, is this woman nuts? I don't think
2: she understood the job when she took it.
1: You're going to be the governor general. You're going to be seeing no, a lot. No, I don't think she understood
2: <laughs> the job when she took it. She mm-hmm. is. Uh, she's tried to politicize it on, on some occasions. David Johnson never complained about Rideau Hall. No. He had no problem with it. Uh, Rideau Hall is massive. And, and if, it is under, you know, if it is in disrepair and, and from all accounts, it needs some work. Sure then spend the money and do it. But I understand Rideau Gate is actually in worse shape but than she, Rideau Hall. This is not about being, pri- this is about public service. You've been asked to be the governor general. So, you know, you've got. you got to accept the fact that there's a lot of privacy you give up to but, to have that vice-route. Well. But
1: she doesn't exactly have groupies hanging out. Like, who's <laughs> hanging out at Julie Pye? Hey, can I see your house? I mean, honestly. I
0: don't even want to talk about abolish... All ties to the monarchy—it doesn't make us any money. Nobody cares. It's weird. We're reminding everybody of uh, British imperialism. By the way, the monarchy makes money in Britain. I get why they have it. Doesn't make us anything. We spend on it. and give that money. Oh, that's right—to CSIS and Elections Canada and sell Rideau Hall and send Louis uh, uh, Miss back to whatever Starbucks she was giving frappes <laughs> at at some point. Part of I don't Canvas care. Canada's
2: heritage and tradition <laughs> and history, but let's toss it out because it's not making us any money.
1: Well, no, but I mean, she, she's high maintenance. She's the only governor general we've had girl. who doesn't, A, really like the job. She doesn't really want to be public. She doesn't want, you know, it, it's an odd So pitch.
2: let her step down and, and get somebody in there who actually wants to do the Abolish job. Abolish We've had some great uh, governors general.
1: There you go. I'll quickly, I don't have a lot of time for this. Uh, but Antifa, um, you know, over the weekend in Portland, Oregon, there was yet another uh, confrontation between neo-Nazi groups and Antifa. And this is a regular feature in the city in the last couple of years. But this weekend, there was a conservative reporter, Andy No. Uh, whose beat is to cover these protests with antifa? He was attacked, he was left with a brain bleed, his ear was ripped he 's got burns from milkshakes thrown at him, which were actually quick, dry cement, and his camera equipment was all stolen. Antifa loathes him because he exposes their increasing violence, and you know people like Joe Biden and that will look at the mill and say these guys are courageous, but they are low level they're they're low level domestic terror. they're violent.
2: They're a mob. They're a mob, and the police know what's going to happen, and they stand by and let it happen. And yeah. I can't understand when in North America we allowed mob rule like this. I mean, it's violence. It's it's. It, where do they draw the line for the police to get involved? You know, this guy was was beaten. He was he had uh, quick dry cement thrown at his face and sustained yeah. burns. He had his his camera equipment stolen. I mean, that's assault. That's theft. That's all sorts of things. And the police stood by. If he gets stabbed. Uh, I mean guys, do the police step in at some point? When do they step in and say, you know what, enough of this? We know there's gonna be a clash here. Let's show up in, in riot gear and let's be prepared for what's gonna happen. And when and somebody steps out of line, you start arresting. Well
1: look, I'll give you thirty and seconds, shut John. It down that's quickly. all I've got. But again, you know, if, if they say that they're fighting, <laughs> you know, um, neo Nazis under the guise of do-gooders, well, I'm sorry, what they're uh, doing you're is me not not here.
0: Get with you here? I, I I never like to see a journal hurt somebody who's just whatever, whatever their editorial biases is, they're there to cover the story, and there should be people from all points of view and i i sort of cynically suspect that the police often are just hoping that the nazi fascists and the liberal fascists just kill each other off
1: yeah okay well, here's then, to it they can go out and do it somewhere else just leave the people <laughs> on the streets and reporting on it we go all right guys i gotta leave it there but i thank you very much bill hutchison i thank you very much john raz and i very much appreciate it this of course has been counterpoint brought to you by our friends at pizzaville 4167-363636 or get to their website pizzaville.ca here on point on global news radio
0: you're listening to on point with alex pearson on global news radio